Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about Big Little Lies, Season 2, Episode 4. is called She Knows. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, Mary Louise is damaging my cam. Uh... She's upsetting me, and I, I don't know how, how to process these thoughts, Tara. How are you feeling right yeah. now? She makes me so stressed out. It's, <laughs> do you know, it, like, because she shows up at the start, right? We have this this, this Halloween thing. <laughs> the, the, you know, Some uh, kind of school event that's being done at... Mar- um, Madeline. Madeline's place, yeah. <laughs> there you, you go. That's the character's name. Uh, yeah, Madeline and all the other mothers have got all the kids and they're all making uh, pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and, and whatnot. And Mary Louise just shows up and is like, oh, I heard about this thing and it sound, sounded like fun. So I thought I'd show up and she brings in. And um, There's a small moment here where Celeste is concerned that Max is making a pumpkin with a knife in it that's got blood coming out of it. And... <laughs> That really kind of made me. Laugh. I get why she's concerned about that, but as someone who's a fan of horror movies, I'm like, yeah, do it, do it, do an evil pumpkin <laughs> that's bloody and gory, do it. But she shows up, and like, the, I love the exchange of glances between all the all the mums in this scene. As, as like, mm-hmm. as as Mary Louise walks in, and like Celeste sees her, and then looks over at Jane, and Jane's looking over, and and Bonnie's never met her before, and it's just this awkward introduction. But then she stares at Bonnie just a little bit too long to make Bonnie mm-hmm. kind of uncomfortable because, of course, Bonnie threw her son down a flight of stairs, which killed him. Uh, so, Do you think she knows because she's, like, uh, read some kind of police report or something about the that she knows who that Bonnie was there? I mean, she has to, right? I don't think it's about a report. I think it's more just about the, the Monterey Five, you know, the, the rumors yeah. that okay, yeah. going about town. Uh, she's like, I've met the other four of these five. Uh, I mean, Renata was only briefly, admittedly, but, you know, she has at least met her once before. Um, mm-hmm. But she sees Bonnie and it's like, oh, you're the one I don't know. And I think Bonnie, because she is the one who is maybe like, um, you know, she's been affected by the event. She's 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 been very uh, kind of locked, locked up in herself for a while. I think her demeanor speaks to Mary Louise a little bit. And it's like, hmm... Even though she's never met her before and she doesn't know what she was like before, she's just getting these vibes because she's looking for them, basically. Uh, yeah. And everyone. Yeah. She's silently judging all of them. Mm-hmm. Which leads to Celeste saying, hey, Mary Louise, can I come talk to you? Uh, and then kind of tells her off for, for the boundaries and like, hey, you can't just come here. And this is right after Mary Louise has revealed that she's got an apartment in Jane's building. I know. <laughs> That stressed me out too. Of course, it would be with Jane. I, it seemed like such a nice gesture for her to like separate herself so mm-hmm. that she's not too invasive. And then she goes just wandering into Jane's life because Jane's so nice to her. Yeah, J- Jane's been a gem, and she she more than she probably needed to be up until this point. Mm-hmm. But Celeste takes her to the side and says, "Hey, you really think it's a good idea moving into that building? There's, there's boundaries. You know, you're moving in with your son's rape victim. Is that a really good idea?" And Mary really, this is where you really start to get angry because Mary really says, "I'm not convinced that she's actually a rape victim." And mm-hmm. you know, and then she says, "Well, I mean, you know, why was he there? Why was he looking for a woman? Was he driven there? You know, that kind of thing, putting <laughs> blame on Celeste." And Celeste quite rightly says, excuse me? And she's like, well, I mean, if there was one, there was probably others. I mean, how many times was he driven to, you know, and it's at this point where Celeste slaps her. And 
obviously given the context of where this plot's going to go for the rest of the episode this is a very bad moment for celeste in in terms of where we're going to be going next yeah but it was a good moment for me watching her get slapped yeah it was satisfying in the moment for sure it was like yes <laughs> smack her yeah because for us it's like her standing up to yeah to um unfortunately as soon as she glances back at her after the hit as she puts her glasses back on you know that she's just got ammunition like you know that that's what's yeah. in her eyes she's like you just gave me something you just gave me something i can use and mm-hmm. sure enough mary lee's her plot in this episode is that she's actually getting a lawyer she's going to try and get custody of the twins and you know i think the really vicious stuff here is when the, the lawyer says to her hey call all these attorneys these are all the good attorneys in, in the in the area and she's like but i've already got you why do i need to call these people it's like because if you call all them she can't use any of them because there's a conflict yeah. uh and it's like this really brutal thing and you know, he, he even and the lawyer doesn't seem like such a bad guy because eventually he's like hey you sure you want to do this because you're going to kind of alienate yourself from from everyone and even though you'll have custody they might hate you for it <laughs> like and the the boys too might hate them they yeah. hate her for it yeah well that's what i meant yeah the, the boys um might resent oh her. i thought you meant like all of the rest of the family oh they already here <laughs> yeah they do i mean i already here but you know easy oh she does she does and again talking about ammunition celeste is out with jane and she she's having a drink and there's a moment where the camera just lingers on the bartender as he's smiling at her just a little bit too long you're like i've got a feeling i know what this is going to cut to a little bit later me too yeah uh but it doesn't just cut to them having sex it cuts to the morning after where she's sitting there very hungover uh, we, we, t- we actually find that she'd be taking pills again and she's actually out of it like she was with the car yeah she's very out of it she doesn't seem hungover she seems like she's on drugs yeah uh and in in walks uh was it joey <laughs> was the bartender's name just I walks, think so, yeah. Just walks in topless in front of the boys who are kind of staring at him like, who the hell's this asshole? Well, his shirt was, you know, in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't critiquing why he was topless. <laughs> it was just, I was looking at it more from the perspective of like, Mary Louise there, is there with the boys and they all see this and it's like, this is more ammunition. Well, Mary Louise brings the boys home because they were staying with her for the mm. night. Like she basically, Celeste thought that she had like a free night to you know be single again and do whatever she wanted to do yeah um and madeline does point out that you know like you you had a night without the boys like, it makes sense that you might do something for yourself but uh she should have like you know called over or something in the morning texted first and well she does have a point she does just kind of show up um it doesn't change the fact that it's now happened and that the boys have seen this right. and that's that's further ammunition for for and at this point they don't know that there's going to be this legal uh you know attack or proceeding of any kind they're just talking in general mm-hmm. about the way mary Louise is, is 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 acting um and mary Louise comes over later she kicks madeline out of the room and because she needs to talk to celeste and says maybe the boys should come live with me and when celeste says no of course not they're not living with you that's when she hits her with the the legal document says that's been filed tomorrow um and we're going to start this and you know nicole kind of gets a lot of chances on this show to to act her ass off and, and i think her reaction mm-hmm. to looking at that paper uh, after she walks out and the way she throws it down is another just a little moment um she's so good she's too good for the show everybody's really good in this <laughs> well because it because it gets to the scene with the therapist where she's worried that the therapist might be used to like show that she's an unfit mother and she's like no no like yeah. you know 
doctor patient privilege like they, they can't ask me to talk about you um mm-hmm. that, that, that's not something and that... we know celeste is a really great lawyer we saw that mm. in the the last season yeah which actually is i think is a point of how out of it she is because she really should know this like this is something that she clearly knows mm-hmm. is that our therapist can't be like a witness against her she, she just can't be but she is rightly worried that the boys are going to be questioned you know like and they've already been through so much yeah yeah they're they lost their father and now they're they might lose their mother yeah um and i think the, the, the sad part is is that it's not like i don't even necessarily think that there's a discussion to be had that right now she is in such a destructive place that maybe she isn't fit to be be a guardian for for for, for kids but the way me release is going about it is so malicious and again it, it has this intention where you feel like it's more than just what's best for the boys you feel like she's pointing fingers and blaming people it feels more intrusive than that um yeah you know this is going to spiral downward in a way that will affect the boys probably even more yeah um because if she came over and had this like talk like i'm worried about you maybe the boy should live with me while you get your life back on track and she did that without going to a lawyer first mm-hmm. i might have actually been more on her side and said no she's just calmly trying to like talk her through yeah. this and saying hey just let them live with me for a couple of weeks whilst you you know go to therapy uh you know sort yourself out and you know heal from this you know grieve and and heal and do do whatever you need to do you know a month whatever but she asks once and then immediately has the legal document to hit her with and it's 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 almost like you could say that she's rightly expecting that she won't she won't go along with this but of course not she she's she feels attacked she feels that she's been told that she can't look after her kids there's a way to tackle this issue with her in a way that's more sympathetic that's a way in a way that's more um uh just consider of of how she's feeling sure and make her understand why you're concerned yeah i mean you're right i i couldn't help but like think back in the last four episodes now that we've seen and there is quite a bit of ammunition against Celeste because she's not in a very good place she's not healthy she needs she needs to work on a lot of issues and uh it probably would affect the boys but yeah, the way that Mary Louise goes about it seems there's like a cruelty there um, that is not going to. She's not concerned with Celeste at all. Like no. her only concern is with the boys. And you know, we watching it, we do have a ton of sympathy for Celeste. So it's you can kind of see both sides of it, but well, this is this is the beauty of it is that. We know that she's kind of right, but we also see how she's going about it, and we also understand her motivations. Like she, she's like, no, I'm going to get my grandchildren away from this woman who's accused my sons of awful things, you know. Because mm-hmm. there was that line earlier when, after she was hit, where she's like, "Oh, do we call that foreplay?" You know, she kind of rubs it in. Yeah, it's that like, was. It's such gross. a nasty moment. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that the genius scene in this episode that really hits this home that while we are on celeste's side and while we are rooting for her to get better that there is kind of a point here where maybe she shouldn't be looking after the kids right now is the scene where jane comes to confront mary louise and mary louise says hey she crashed her car and she like sometimes rides your son to school with the other two boys are you okay with that and jane can't answer her and jane's there to defend celeste jane cares about celeste we've seen them you know be good friends to each other recently we we Mm -hmm. know their relationship and she wants to stick up for her and she does to yeah. until a point, but after she says that, it's she's kind of tongue tied. She can't. She's like, right. 
you've got no, a point. Well, I think everyone knows that Celeste needs help at this point, but this is not the way to help her. Yeah. This um, is only going to make things so much worse. Which which is what makes Muriel Louise's like intrusion really hurt is that there's some truth to it. Like the way she's doing it's yeah. awful and the what she's trying to achieve is is without regard for Celeste, but there is there's a layer of truth in there somewhere and that just makes everything she's saying look legitimate and hurts everything more. So she's a very frustrating character and again it's back to the manipulative side kind of thing. Um yeah. I, you know I'm trying to find a way to compare it to Perry and the, the way that okay there's these awful things but there is also that truth of like oh he does actually you know love his kids and he he has a good dad you know it's, it's kind of this thing where it's like she's relying on the slither of truth mm-hmm. in there to justify all the things she's doing that are unhealthy for her own good which is kind of like right. her son so and the and celeste and mary louise have that conversation about grieving also with uh, where you get a little bit more like backstory for mary louise when she lost her other kid which mm. uh, that is what happened right yeah yeah she, she lost the uh, uh, perry's and Harry brother blamed her for their father walking away and she doesn't know anything about what happened to Perry's father after he left. Like she only hears rumors. So he must have really been gone. Yeah. So Which... I mean, it's it's another thing, like if it's just gonna be Mary Louise and the boys and they're gonna blame Mary Louise for not being with their mother, like who who knows? Like you don't want to make two more Perry's. Yeah, they're almost on the path to just be exactly the father at that point. Um, right and there's it's totally out of celeste control at this point i was actually i almost laughed a little bit in this scene because when she said that her husband left her um alone i was like so you're kind of also madeline <laughs> like you're a little bit of madeline yeah. as well there's just a little bit of that in there too uh so yeah so so yeah that, that big 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 plot advancement there with mary louise um she very much is kind of the villain even though she has a point which make, makes it really kind of hurt um yeah we should jump over to madeline um, who's struggling with Ed not kind of being around. He's still living there, but he's kind of gone a lot, and um, it's a very murky situation. Um, you know, because eventually in the episode she even says, like, if you're going to leave me, can you just do it and get it over with? Because all this, all this worrying. And he's standing there sort of thinking, like, why am I the bad guy right now? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I'm kind of on Madeline's side here. Oh, okay, okay. A little bit. Like, little I know... Bit. I know he's been through a lot, but at the same time, she's, I mean, it, that would be torture. Do you know, I I think I would be a little bit if it wasn't for the scene that takes place earlier on where she, she's complaining about me released, right? you know, moving into the building and she's like, you know, gun ho And he's, he sort of like sees her like, you know, really fight about this with herself for like a minute and says, you know, you do that. There's, there's no middle ground with you like if, if something is upset you or something's wrong you you go at it like a like a pit bull like you know you you, you can't just let it lie you you confront it and you shout and you scream to, to a degree that's unhealthy and annoying admittedly but <laughs> you didn't say that i'm saying that yeah <laughs> but so why didn't you do that with us like you never said anything if there was something wrong and she says well, it wasn't us it was me um and i think there's something I to think that's fair i think that's something that uh she knows that she can't be self-reflexive. You know, she she can see problems in other people, but not oh. herself. And that's, or when she's 
confronted with something that's wrong with herself, she doesn't know how to fix it because she's not on the outside anymore. Oh, no, I, I agree. I, I think it says something about her character that she... Like, she's with us with every problem in her life except when it's her, herself. Because as we've seen with her feeling regret about not going to college or not, not like, building her own life mm-hmm. for herself and sort of, like... Yeah, er- and she can't even be honest with the therapist when it's about yeah. herself. Yeah, so when it comes to herself, she she can do nothing but lie. All she can do is accuse other people of doing what she does, which is judging people. Yeah, and, you know, at one point the other characters even, like, say that, you know, they don't outright say it's her fault, but they say, you know, this lie, you know, you know, we were just going to admit what happened that was in self-defense, but, you know, it was Madeline who said, you know, no, no, he slipped, he slipped, no one pushed him. <laughs> like, that, that was her. And that lie is now kind of eating away at them a little bit more and more. Have we seen that scene at the beginning of every episode? I can't remember. That flashback, and then it's just different characters opening their eyes each time? I feel like we might have done, because I feel like I've seen it, like, a ton this season, is, is them looking right. down those and stairs. I know we saw it with Bonnie. And probably with Celeste. And now for sure with Madeline. Now with Madeline. Yeah. Hmm. Which misses one. Maybe, maybe I don't know if Renata's had a moment. Jane, Jane makes sense as well, though. So we probably had it with Jane. Probably. I guess maybe that, maybe that's a thing, a pattern that we haven't really yeah. <laughs> picked up on. Renata will be next episode. Renata will be like... I then feel we'll like, know that it's a thing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she's oddly disconnected from the actual thing. Like, she's there, obviously, and she's a part of the group, and she's obviously covering up with them, but she's the least emotionally kind of attached to Perry in the sense that mm-hmm. she is just kind of a bystander. Whereas, you know, Jane was raped by Perry, Celeste was married to Perry, Madeline's, like, their, their good friend and was kind of, like... There by and then well, Bonnie, she's the actually, one who decided we're all gonna yeah, lie about this. And Bonnie yeah. pushed them right, and seems to suffer like a history of some kind. And so they, they all have this emotional attachment to what happened. And Renata is just kind of like there. Not that she's not got her own shit. We'll talk about that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, because there's several times where she tries to like sort of build an olive branch with um with Ed in this episode, and he's you know, and I don't think he's an outright dick. He he's he's kind of just clearly really disconnected and can't yeah you know dive into it i don't think he ever I mean, gets mean his world's just upside down right now yeah he never really gets mean um i did love though that we kind of finally got the ed and nathan fight though and it was somewhat glorious in how childish it was it was because even when like renata breaks it up <laughs> he started it playing. he started it <laughs> do, do, do you know what's funny about it though is that like almost every time they end up like fighting or arguing well usually arguing in this case actually fighting in a kiddie way is it always starts with one of them actually being nice to the other usually Na- usually nathan because nathan, nathan walks up to him here and he's like hey you're right he's actually concerned he seems concerned and yeah he says i know what you're going through you know yeah and it's just kind of like oh don't just f off don't, don't I don't i don't care piss off right and nathan just gets really defensive and nathan should know that he's just upset and he should walk away so nathan's also to blame here for being childish because he goes don't speak to him like that don't speak to him like that and then they just start i don't i don't get like nathan always wants to be friends Oh, it's always trying to build this bridge between him and no, Ed. Here's the thing, though. He always wants to be friends until Ed says one little thing. That I mean, in this case, he is actually yeah. quite quite uh, rude to him. But there's been other times where where Ed will just crack a little joke that isn't even like that mean or anything like that, and Nathan will just immediately get angry and start like saying, "You want to fight me? Then you want to fight me?" 
Yeah. They're so childish. I don't know why, I don't know why Ned or Ned, um, Nathan keeps trying to do it, though. Oh, dear. It was oh, great. There is a moment, though, where both both Nathan and, and Madeline are watching Ed and Bonnie dance. Uh, but, but for some reason, Bonnie dancing at Amabella's birthday party is always a controversial moment. Like, that's just always something. <laughs> there was even a little reference where uh, Renata says, oh, we should dance again uh, with her. Um, but, uh, like, both of them are kind of staring like, oh, this is weird. They're, they're, they're having fun. And, and it's kind of funny because I, I think from a weird perspective, if you look at the characters on this show, Ed and Bonnie actually seem better suited as a couple <laughs> than either of their pairings. Yeah, they make each other very happy. <laughs> they do. <laughs> One weird comment about liking a sweaty woman aside, it's been a very right. friendly... I think it's just, um, like, Ed's clearly a funny guy. And mm-hmm. Bonnie just needs a reason to laugh, and everybody around her is so serious. So <laughs> that's probably all. They just have, they just have chemistry. They have chemistry, unlike Ed and Madeline, and unlike Nathan and Bonnie, <laughs> they have chemistry. <laughs> yeah, presumably they did at one point. <laughs> Imagine if they, if they, the SC they broke up with their the partners and did get together. It would be this weird thing where both of them have been married to people who were married to each other before. <laughs> it's very soapy. It's very soapy. Now he's going to end up with the booby lady. He's going to end up with the booby lady, yes. As you coined last week, the, the booby lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's the whole thing. Um, which, was there anything else to say about Madeline's plot? before? Because we're at the party, so I feel like jumping over to, uh, to Bonnie. Hmm. I guess not. This, I mean, this whole episode is just her. She keeps trying to reconcile with Ed. Like they, ha- they have that scene on the porch where she's uh, suggesting that they go out together. Like they just take a vacation, and it's someplace that sounds nice, like a resort area for couples who are going through issues. I'm glad you brought this scene up because we have to talk about Chloe's entrance into this scene. Chloe yes. <laughs> is doing a school project. She she is making a what a display. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's like a diagram that represents opposite. Yeah, opposites. And it's like they don't just want words; they want visuals. And she she holds this up to show to show Madeline. And Madeline's like, okay, so that's a door. And what's the who's this? It's like, oh, that's you. And she's like. How are they opposites? And then Chloe, that's maybe the funniest, that's maybe the most I've laughed in this entire show since it started, by the way. Chloe, deadpan says, the door is hinged. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew it was going somewhere funny. I thought it was going to be like, oh, the door can actually open or something like that. You know, like, where's your shut yeah. off? Or, like, I, I, or like, you don't, like, you don't understand doors. I yeah. don't know, something like that. Like, yeah, but her just saying deadpan, the door is hinged, and then Madeline's reaction <laughs> broke me. It actually broke me. And then Ed finally yeah, sort of the best. perked up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> Madeline's reaction to it was pretty great. Is that supposed to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> I'll change it. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Joe. You know it hurts her because it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's why it hurts. So Bonnie brings her mother to the to the the party. She does have that same where she 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 asks if Mary Louise uh, knows anything, and it's like, nah, she's suspicious of me. Uh, says Celeste, but uh, doesn't really know anything about you. Uh, the big thing here, though, other than dancing with Ed, is that her mother. Uh, collapses and we find out later she had a stroke and 
But notably, and this is the show's getting into some weird territory. I don't know how much it's going to go into this, but it feels like her mother's yeah. having a vision of the future, and it's like a premonition of Bonnie drowning in the ocean. And I, I like, I don't know how much we're going into this because she claims to be mystical and she's got her, you know, crystals and crystals, stuff, yeah, yeah. knickknacks. And so I don't know how far we get into this, but she sees it again at the end. That's how we end the episode when she's lying in the hospital bed. Uh, but the other big beats to point out from this is that. You know the cop who's been who was investigating the crime is actually more like because I, I was just always seeing her kind of like separate from the plot like because it was all in, mm-hmm. in season one especially it was always like later on in the investigation because everything was set in the past um whereas this is a little bit different where she shows she's in the hospital and bonnie's like seriously you're coming here and jane has to like grab her and say no 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 she's here for like a dui or something it's nothing to do with us and she's like oh but in doing that she's made her very suspicious that she's this yeah on this the edge. cop kind of looks at her like should I be here for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she kind of shows up with Madeline and uh, I think Celeste uh, later. Or was, was it Renata? I can't remember. It was Madeline and someone. I think it was Renata, actually. Um, I, I remember thinking they had a lot of food in front of them for just the two of them, and it looked very untouched. Mm. I think it was because I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had these it was like sliced, crusty bread, you know, from a big baguette with like uh, lettuce and little cherries on top. It, I don't know. I'm hungry. Okay, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's like a bowl of berries and avocado toast. I noticed it too. Looks <laughs> So, I mean, that was Bonnie's thing. Uh, obviously, uh, her her mother going down is a big deal, but. Uh, very curious to see how we deal with with this premonition. Like, are we actually teasing that Bonnie might be dead by the end of this the season? Uh, are we teasing a suicide or are we teasing a murder? Like, what are we teasing here exactly? Um, I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't think the show is going to take that. I think her mother just is very spiritual, and, and she mm. probably sees it as, um, it's like a subconscious thing. Like maybe but, she's drowning in her own emotions. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like more of that. a metaphor. I, I would say not even her emotions, like drowning in like like the the pressure is coming on that she's going to be caught mm. for what she did like you know like yeah. the investigations like that and i think seeing the cop whether after this is maybe another testament to that that it's the world's closing in on her and it's like she can't yeah. hide for much longer and it feels like drowning so that that would be my my interpretation right now but we'll see if it does anything wackier with it yeah if they actually go into like a premonition thing where she has the ability to I don't know. She tried to like mind meld with her on the dance floor at one point. So I think I would hate that. Yeah, uh, mind melding. I think what's most that? people would hate that. What's so ma- I don't what's, think they're going to do it. What's mind melding from, Tara? Oh, the hit television show Star Trek. <laughs> All of them. There's always a, uh, a Vulcan. I almost said Klingon. There's always would, a Vulcan. I would say primarily the original series, though, because I mean, at least Next Gen doesn't have a regular Vulcan. Uh, yeah, you're right. But there are some intense mind melding scenes in Next Gen with Sarek. With Sarek? Mm hmm. Sarek and Picard. And I didn't know Sarek was in. Get to, gets to really act his ass off. I did not know Sarek <laughs> was in uh, Next Gen. Yeah. I assumed he was like dead by, by that timeline. Not yet. Okay. All right. Interesting. So, Star Trek uh, bombshells been dropped on me today. Um, so, we have, to, we have to talk about Renata. Okay. Just about Renata, who yeah, Renata's great. <laughs> you know, goes to this this bankruptcy hearing uh, with Garden, and like she's very obviously conf- confrontational at first, like she always is, 
And then the more the the the, the guy asks questions, you know, he's assessing what they've, they've got to their name and uh, what they're entitled to, and he makes them, you know, given the Rolex and her wedding ring, and the, the the lawyer argues for that back. We find out after the fact, but it's kind of this this big moment. Uh, also, she gets very uh, emotional and unwilling to cooperate when he starts asking about a medical bill that we that we don't know about. We don't know exactly what this is for, but she's she's not willing to actually say what it was, and it was never went through insurance. They just paid for it. Yeah, I wonder. I I thought maybe it was like that weird child um, uh, psychologist that came by in the in the outfit. Oh, I, don't, I was like forty two grand though. I can't imagine that. Yeah, it's got to be like some kind of procedure. Yeah, um, I I was thinking it might have like I mean again this is too much for this, but like I was thinking if it if there was like some sort of abortion or miscarriage. I, I mean I don't know how recent this expense was, but it it felt really personal. It felt like something that really hit like a chord. Yeah, it seemed like something she wasn't willing to admit in front of Gordon. But I don't know. He didn't seem to ask questions about it after. So I don't know the the way he sort of like. He said her name, like, as she was refusing to speak about this. The way he said it, I think he knew what it was. And I think he understood that this was hard for her. So as much as he was encouraging her, because the way he said her name was very, like, I know this is hard, but, you know. Okay. Uh, but I could be wrong. You may be right. Maybe he doesn't know exactly what this is. This is, like, the first scene of the episode, and I don't remember. <laughs> do, do, do you know, Joe, what really got me about this scene, other than just, like, her stuff being stripped away from her, like, this, her, her wealth, her, her power... Um, and the idea that, that it was someone else, it was the husband who did this. Um, and mm. it, it, everything she's worked for has been taken away. Um, and the emotion of it is... This moment specifically was the, the one moment that felt like it really brought her gender into it. Like, up until this point, it was just she's all wrong, long for the ride because Gordon did this. But yeah. this moment where she's been asked about this medical expense, it felt like it was something specific to her being a woman and her some, some sort of experience that she's had. It didn't seem like it was something that they really needed to know either if it was yeah. personal yeah because i mean like it's not something i don't think it's something frivolous i don't think it's like, it's like plastic surgery at least not like just a boob job or something like that like it, if, if it is something it's, it's something deeply humiliating she doesn't want to talk about this is something that's like no i i have earned the power to to do this and not be asked about it. i am not giving that up mm -hmm. i am not saying it and she sort of stands her ground um so i, I definitely thought of like i mean because 42 is a lot so it is a lot of money. So I'm, I'm. Although it doesn't take that much to get that kind of a bill here, <laughs> a medical bill. True. I was I was wondering, could, could they not naturally conceive? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think this was more to do with um, mm. a surrogate or maybe that process? Like I don't know. Like I'm, but it, whatever it is, it's personal. It's something that she really feels personal about. Um, yeah. And I really got that. And what we get from these scenes too is that she is not going to leave Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She, she's, she's very cynical of her. She's like, ah, you know, they, they do bad things. They cheat. They steal. They whatever. Um, we just, we always come back. And Madeline's like, are you hearing yourself right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I know, I know, I know. But well, she also said cheat right next to Madeline. Yeah. It's like, um. Thanks. <laughs> why? Why actually? My favorite scene with Renata though in this episode is actually at the party, uh, which they've not told the, the bankruptcy guy about because <laughs> can't be can't be t saying that we're they're spending all this money on this party, which they they know fine well they can't do again, at least not for a long time. Um, yeah. is there's a moment where I think it finally hits Gordon what he's done to her, 
uh, where they're having this conversation because he's trying to like, hey, is, is there, I know I can't really make up for what he did, but is there a chance you'll ever forgive me like sometime in the future? Like, you know, can, can I fight for forgiveness kind of thing? And she's like, you know, it's not it's not really about you. Like, I, I worked my ass off my whole life so that I could, you know, give this to my... It's just when um, Amabella's dancing with Max, I think, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or the other kid. I'll be honest, I can't tell the two kids apart, uh, Celeste's kids. No, me neither. So, you know, Max is the, Max is the one I remember because he was the one that was hitting her, um, which is actually a bad sign when you think. I mean, she's saying it's cute that they're dancing, but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, he's already hit her. I feel like maybe Isn't he should... the one that, like, choked her also? Yeah, her? yeah. <laughs> So maybe you shouldn't uh, encourage that relationship. Admittedly, I, I get it. They're kids. You know, let them grow and kids, yeah. yeah, be better. But I don't think anybody blames the kids for at that age for what they do. Um. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh. But like he, you know, he asked this question. She, she kind of makes it. No, I worked my whole life so I, I could do this for my daughter, so that my daughter would never ask for anything, so that uh we we could do this and you know, it's all been taken away. Everything I've ever worked for is gone. And she just walks away. And there's a moment from Gordon where he just kind of like has this look on his face where I think he just finally understood what he's done to her. That, you know, because you know, before yeah. it was just like he, he's lost all their money into him. Okay, that's terrible. But, you know, it's just money. We can move on, whatever. But he doesn't, I think this is the moment where he finally realized the, the way that he's made her feel weak. Uh, right. I think he was mistaken in thinking that she was the one who liked the lavish life. But really, for her, it was just about her daughter the yeah. entire time. And now th- it's not that she's being taken away from her gowns and her fancy cars and house it's, or the the life of Monterey. But it's that she can't give her daughter whatever she wants because that's what she's been working for her whole life. Yeah, and It's a very good scene, really brilliantly acted. Laura Dern, like the emotion that comes through, like she, she sort of starts to cry, but then doesn't let herself do it and removes herself from the situation, think, like back to the party of fun time. I think yeah. what really hits in the scene for me is I think in the moment, and you know, Gordon's not a great guy, and I do, but I do think here, I think he actually genuinely understands what he like. He's basically done outside of like. I don't know, killing her. <laughs> like, he's done the worst possible thing that he could have done to her is to kind of yeah. belittle everything she's achieved. And I think he's understood that this is, like, how monumentally, like, deep cut this is, uh, that he's betrayed her in this way that, that is different. Like, I think if Gordon had had an affair and it owned up to it, it wouldn't be as bad as this. I think that would yeah. actually hurt her less. Um, and I think he's he's, he's, he's aware of that. And I, I do see the, the guilt in his face. I, I think... I don't want to say that he'll redeem himself, but I do. I, I get the feeling that Gordon may actually genuinely try and fight and do whatever he can to try and, yeah, you know, now make, make it right. Yeah. Now that he's not um, thinking that this is all about Renata anymore. Yeah. But I, I think he understands the way that he's betrayed her in, in a way that he never did before. Like, he always knew that he was in the doghouse. He always knew that he'd done something that was going to piss her off. But this isn't just, oh, I've pissed her off. She'll, I'll get her some flowers and she'll be over it next week. This is this is like a, a monumental thing uh, for her character. Uh, yeah. And I, I can see it on his face. Uh, so it's a really good moment. So, um, Yeah, it was a great scene. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, that was kind of... Um, their thing for the most part um because after that obviously uh, bonnie's mother collapses and uh from there that, that kind of wraps up but th- th- despite the fact that their plot wraps up like a halfway through the episode is it's maybe the most impactful one outside of the celeste and mary louise stuff because 
it, it's just it's just actually just so well mm. done it's, it's nice that her character's getting so much story this season yeah so yeah laura Dern's so good no she's great she's great and uh, you know credit where credit's due i thought gordon was pretty good in this episode as well acting wise uh, i say i say gordon because i don't actually know his name <laughs> off the top of my head where are we jeffrey nordling yeah so that was that was pretty much the episode though um all, There's all a little things. bit more that happens with Jane and her boyfriend. Oh, you're right. I forgot Jane. You're right. You're right. I should, I, I should forget Jane. I should, I should, I should forget Jane. Uh, Jane, Jane uh, brings the, the boyfriend to the party and mm-hmm. um, they, they dance a little bit. It's all very happy. She seems to be having a good time, but she has another sort of flash at one point um, of, of, her, of her attack. And this leads to telling him a bit more about it and explaining that Ziggy came from the attack and explaining that it was a, it was a violent uh, rape and he you know he holds her hand it's, it's kind of a you know it's a, it's a, it's yeah a good well moment. she explains that his her attacker as somebody who was someone she thought was gentle and kind mm. but turned out to be very violent yeah which uh, so i should be i i could almost see him him in his head going so I should be more of a dick then, just so that I don't remind you of, of anyone nice. <laughs> just just to just to throw the throw the uh, the, the caution. Well, just so he understands like yeah. why she's. Really I know. Slow. I, I, I'm I'm mostly just cracking a joke, but like, I like I think the scene works really well. And well, I think a lot of you know victims do probably go to people who are abusive. Like mm-hmm. once you become a victim, it's just you know it becomes a pattern, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, there's not actually that much to talk about with Jane in this episode, I don't think. <laughs> well, most of her stuff we already talked about because it was yeah. with Mary Louise. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was basically just the, the boyfriend stuff, um, in that mm. one moment. Uh, it was it was a really good, well done scene. I it just it just kind of pales compared to a lot of the, the other stuff which had a lot going on in this episode. Um, yeah, you're right. Which is why we kind of left it behind for a second there. Um, <laughs> but hey, uh, is that oh, the, the idea of having um. Mary Louise in your building is uh, pretty stressful. It's a pretty big moment for her, <laughs> for oh, Jane. Oh yeah, scary, absolutely terrifying. Uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that she goes. She also confronts her and says, "Are you going to take Ziggy away from me?" Also, yeah. It's like, no, you're a wonderful mother. So Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> I did put that voice yeah. on. I did. I just. I don't know. I was doing my voice. Uh, but hey, we're we're that's the episode. That's episode four of the show. That was the middle episode. We got three left of the season so no we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah it's gonna be really quick i mean seven episodes is not a lot it, it does fly by no pretty quick you think we're gonna get a season three <laughs> it depends i mean i think this one happened because uh, uh meryl streep decided she wanted to do some big little lies so they all get back together again i feel like we need someone else another actor <laughs> to be like hey i wanted, I wanted another to... big name yeah big lady, name. Gaga. <laughs> lady gaga lady <laughs> gaga <laughs> well lady gaga wants to do it this season so season three i don't know there's no one bigger than meryl i think it'll be the opposite it won't be like an older star it'll be like a younger star that's like really begging you know getting all the mm. buzz right now um just, just you watch it'll be uh <laughs> taylor swift <laughs> taylor yes. swift's going to do big little eyes <laughs> has she been in anything <sighs> no nah. I just couldn't think of any young actresses that were really bad. The funny thing about Taylor Swift is Jennifer that Lawrence, I don't know, <laughs> she was in everything for a while. Yeah, she's been around for a while now, though. I feel like she's like past that honeymoon, like she's the hot new mm. star kind of thing now. She now she's like an established star that everyone expects. Zendaya. Zendaya. <laughs> sure. She's on her way up. 
sure charlie's a deal i i, I can get behind <laughs> it um okay uh but that's the episode that that has been that has been big little lies episode four so let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff rate the podcast on your your apple podcasts or whatever you use to your to your for your podcast listening um you can of course support us financially how can they do that tara you can check out our patreon page it's patreon.com slash tv uh you can donate as low as a dollar per month and with a dollar you get uh bonus episodes of other shows that we do on on this channel and um you get episodes a week early not for big little lies but for other shows yeah nicely done tara's getting Thank so you. smooth at that, that that patreon plug now uh so i'm just always going to make her do it uh but yeah uh that is that, that is us uh check out all the tv shows we're reviewing on the channel and um, we do have weekly reviews of big uh, sorry of course this is big little eyes uh the handmaid's tale i meant to say uh we've got weekly reviews of that going up we have uh dark season two uh on the go right now with me and connor uh also too old to die young from amazon and uh check out some other stuff so uh go have a uh, have a look see but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys Have you got any vanilla?